So this week, guys, we're going to be talking about value-driven leadership. We're going to be looking at a psalm, Psalm 15, and we're going to see what uh, qualities you know every leader should possess. So Psalms 15, I want to read it. It's a very short passage, 1 through 5. said, A psalm of David, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, and who eyes a vile person as despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. He who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. You know, David describes a righteous man, one who walks in integrity. You know, and, and he, he when he walks in integrity, he gains respect with others, but he also has an audience with God. And I think about it, you know, he, he demonstrates why predetermined values and ethics, not expedience, must drive our leadership. See, we need to have already demonstrated, we need to have predetermined. We need to know what we value and what our ethics are. So let's take a look a little bit. I'm going to break down each verse here a little bit, uh, what David pictures as a godly leader. You know, verse 2, he talks about he possesses integrity. You know, when I look up integrity, it's, it's, it means this, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. Another one meaning is the state of being whole and undivided. Integrity means that you know what you stand for, what you believe for. You're undivided. You don't switch and change your ethics just because the situation changes. Proverbs 11.3 out of the English Standard Version says, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness or the treacherous of the treacherous destroys them. You think about it, it says that the the integrity of the upright guides them. In other words, when you know what you believe, when you know what you stand for, what you do and how you act, that guides you. It guides you in your everyday affairs. The next one is, is um, he does what's right. Integrity, C.S. Lewis said this, integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. You know, I remember uh, a number of years ago, little study came out it says characters what doing what you know what you do when nobody's looking and that goes along with C.S. Lewis's thought here it's doing the right thing when nobody's looking James 4 17 says whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him it's sin ouch we all know what the right thing to do we we really do I believe it's in us and especially as believers and leaders we know what's right and what's wrong but we have to make choices every day. Every day we can choose to go down the right path or go down the bad path. Again, we're talking about values-driven leadership. Our values, in other words, we know what we stand for. Uh, my, one of my professors used to say it's our non-negotiables. It's things that we don't negotiate. Verse 2 again, it says, is honest and trustworthy. An honest witness does not deceive but a false witness pours out lies. Benjamin Franklin said this, honesty is the best policy. So an honest witness, he doesn't deceive, um, he doesn't pour out lies. Honesty is the best, it is the best policy, being honest. 
Um, sometimes as leaders, we can fail, we can make mistakes, and we we try to hide that because we don't want people to see our vulnerability or that fact that we have made mistakes. But the reality is, is we need to be honest. We need to be honest in the fact that, yeah, I made a mistake, or yes, I, I need to change, or I need to adjust myself to get there. Verse 3 talks about the, the qualities of a righteous man or, or value-driven is not... He does not gossip. Now, Proverbs 20, 19 says, A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. A gossip. It betrays a confidence. You and I, we have people that will confide in us, especially as leaders, and we, we need to hold on to that and not tell everybody about that. Socrates said this, Strong minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Weak minds discuss people, and I've seen that over and over. You know, you want to you want to be around, and again, it's it's being around people that um, are going to talk about ideas and not gossip. The next one is they don't listen to gossip. Uh, Proverbs seventeen four says, "An evildoer listens to wicked lips, and a liar gives ear to a mischievous tongue." So we don't we don't listen to people that gossip. You know, one of the things I remember when I uh, was working in a local church. When people would, you know, they would come and want to gossip. They'd say, oh, did you know Billy did this or that? I would immediately say, let's pray for them. And when I would say that, their their expressions would change. We would say the prayer, and I noticed they didn't come to me anymore with the gossip. And uh, you and I need to be, if we're going to be values-driven leaders, we need to not listen to gossip as well as not gossip. Verse 3 also talks about does no harm to others. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You know, when you, when, you, when you do good, when your light is shining before others, you're not doing them harm. You're doing good. And it gives glory to God. People know you by your works. They know how you act. Do you do people harm or do you uh, do people do good things for people? Verse 4 talks about speaks out against wrong. Ephesians 5.11 says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Proverbs 31.9 says, Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. We all know that there's wrong things going on in the world today. And as believers, especially as leaders... We need to not be quiet about that. We need to expose that. We speak out about uh, uh, against wrong. If people's being, if somebody's being mistreated, if a group is being mistreated, if a person is being mistreated, we speak out against that. And we don't take part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but we expose them. And we're seeing that a lot in America today. We're seeing a lot of things exposed. Um, but we need to, uh, as values-driven leaders, we need to expose the darkness, not partake in it. Verse 4 all talks about honoring, he honors others who walk in truth. First Peter 2.17 says, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Honor means this, high respect or great esteem. Honor all men. Isn't that interesting? It, it we honor those that walk in truth. Now we need to, as believers, we got to be real careful. 
Sometimes we can get so caught up in what's going on um, with people in the world that we begin to honor those that aren't serving God. We need to honor those who walk in truth. What is truth? God's word. So those people that walk in truth and walk in faith, we need to honor them. It says, honor all men. Now, honor them all. Honor, you know, esteem them. Give them respect. You know, give them uh, the respect when you talk to them. And then verse 4 also talks about keeping their word even when it costs them. Ephesians 5, 2 says this, Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Don't be rash in promises. So we keep our word even if it costs them. You know, I I, uh, I always think about this. Uh, there was a show on when I was a teenager. It was called Little House on the Prairie. And uh, Charles was the dad. Charles Ingalls. And I remember one particular episode. Charles, uh, there was a man that had passed away. And a, uh, the crops were coming due. And a woman, um, Charles had made a... Um, a commitment to come and uh, bring in her crops when it came time and there's no way she could do it and you know she didn't have a man to do it so Charles said I'll come do it after I do my crops and uh, you know we'll take care of it well long that time that period of time is Charles got malaria and he got really sick and he was showed him sweating and just shaking and very sick and his wife said well Charles you can't go and he said but I gave him my word I gave her my word that I would go and help with those crops. So Charles is on his in his wagon and he's pulling up and he's sickly and as he pulls up the whole town pulls up in their wagons as well and everybody worked on it. But Charles was true to his word even though it cost him. And I want to tell you I've learned this lesson myself. I, I don't make rash decisions or promises unless I know I can do it. I used to get in trouble because I would overcommit myself. I'd want to help everybody. And then I would be so overcommitted that I couldn't help anybody. So we need to not make rash decisions. And we need to keep our word no matter what it costs us. Verse 5 talks about, you know, he isn't greedy to gain at the expense of others. Proverbs 28:25 says, the greedy stir up conflict. But those who trust in the Lord will prosper. The greed means this. It means intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. You know, we're not greedy to gain at the expense of others. Now, leadership needs to really hear this because with leadership, a lot of times, perks come. Things are added to us that weren't added to us before as we were followers. And we need to not be greedy of what others have. But, you know, one of the best ways of not being greedy um, to gain at the expense of others is practicing gratitude every day. Being grateful for what you already have. And it says he takes no bribes against anyone. Amos 5.12 says this, For I know how many are your transgressions and how great are your sins. You who afflict the righteous who take a bribe and turn aside the needy in the gate. You know, bribe is to, it's, it, bribe means this. It's to persuade someone to act in one's favor, typically illegally or dishonestly by a gift of money or other uh, gifts. So we need to make sure, you know, that we're not bribing or we're not, um, you know, we're not, we don't give bribes against anyone. Try to get ahead. 
Um, the next one is strong and stable. And this is the last one we talk about values-driven leadership. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So being strong and stable. Stable, unmovable. We have values, and you know, here's the, the reality is, as a believer, your values will conflict with the world's values. There will come a time, it might not be every day, but there will come a time where what you believe and what the world is pushing on us will have conflict. And you need to be stable. I, I always think of Daniel when I think about this. You know, Daniel was unmovable. When they made a decree about praying um, to no other gods, Daniel, it says that he went to pray as he always did three times a day. As he always did. He was stable. He was unmovable. And it cost him, but God took care of him. And that's the reality is God will take care of us. But we need to be stable and we need to be strong. And how do we do that? You know, I found really this that being strong and stable in the things of God is is number one is being um, in a in a active relationship with God. That means praying and spending time in His presence daily, spending time in His Word, building our faith where we're strong, and being straight being stable is is that consistency. Now, I heard my wife was talking earlier um, at the church a while back on a Wednesday night. And she was talking about why wait until you're sick to get into the scriptures? Why wait until you're financially, um, you know, struggling to try to practice your faith? The reality is, is we need to have a consistent, stable diet. And then when things come, we're prepared. You know, I think about, I I like um, martial arts. And I remember a guy uh, after a fight, he had put a guy in a specific um, hold and they asked him man that was just that just came natural how did you do that he said I practiced it a hundred times a thousand times in practice so when I'm in the fight when I'm in the competition I don't even have to think about it I just do it and that's the way it is with our faith and us being stable is we want to be um, so grounded in our values that we never compromise them so listen I hope this helped you This is Tony Henley again. Uh, You can go to our website, TonyHenley.org. Check us out on... I'd appreciate if you subscribe, listen to our podcast. Um, If you would like to donate, you can go to uh, TonyHenley.org as well. We have a PayPal there. Or you can go to Anchor FM. Uh, We have um, a donation button there as well. We are a 501c3. I hope that this adds value to you. I hope it blesses you. And um, you can also check out our blog as well, influenceleadersblog.com. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm so honored that you would take the time to listen. I pray God's blessed for you, best for you. And until next week, thanks for listening.